Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. Good morning. I've always wondered what the view looked like from up here. Pretty nice. As many of you are aware, our church has gone through some pretty big changes in the past couple of years. Many of them, caused by COVID, have sort of set us back a little bit. From the shuffling of rectors to having to have pushed church online, these changes don't only begin and end in the workings of our front office. Because believe it or not, our youth program has undergone some changes too. A lot in the demographics and number of youth members we account for. We haven't had a youth Sunday here since 2019, when my brother was up here giving his sermon as a senior. He's a junior in college now. Really goes to show how far we've come as a church and community to be sitting here today reviving our past traditions. Luckily, we have a youth member in Cookie Cantwell that blindly believes in the maturity and understanding of her so-called young people because she hates the word kid and a strong belief that age is just a number. So today, myself and a couple other members of the youth here are going to come up and give their rendition of a sermon. Cookie really likes us to do things without any direction So I'm imagining we're all going to have pretty different renditions of what a sermon is. That being said, I'll start first. For those who don't know me, my name is Webb Cowden. I'm a junior right up the road at New Hanover High School, and I'm going to talk about what St. James has meant to me growing up and how it shaped my beliefs. Growing up in a family that routinely attended church every Sunday, it was a given that I would be enrolled in the St. James Day School. St. James has been a big part of my life since I moved here when I was just two years old. Funnily enough, I met one of my current best friends in Miss Trask's yellow room at age three in Walter Moore. Apparently, a few years later, as my mom attest, I told her that Walter was going to be the godfather of my children. (laughs) Pretty special to gain a promise like that out of a three-year-old friendship. As I grew up spending my Sundays in the main building, I eventually graduated to the upstairs, where I was allowed to spend my Sunday school hours in the coveted Jane Rippey and Rachel Pace classroom. They were notoriously famous for being the only classroom with soda, which I think was just a two-liter bottle of Sprite Zero, but these sort of things are what make an impression on first graders, so I continued to come back every Sunday. Rachel and Jane's Sunday activities became a staple in my early Christian life. As I reached my middle school years, I started to come to a crossroads in the details of my faith. I attended a Catholic school, so they were teaching me all about their side of things, which evidently didn't match up with what I was hearing in church here. In my middle school mind, the Catholics made Jesus seem like something to fear, and that he scares you into being a good Christian, which wasn't aligning with the graceful and loving God I heard Jay preach about every Sunday. Beginning in my eighth grade year, I approached Cookie about coming to join their Wednesday morning Bible study at Port City Java. I had heard so many good things about this, because my sister and brother had gone before me attending this throughout their high school years. Thankfully enough, the Wednesday morning PCJ Bible study perfectly aligned with Mass on Wednesday at St. Mark. Which offer do you think I was taking? So I went to that Bible study every Wednesday at 7 a.m. of my 8th grade year, and I was hooked. It was the perfect way to start my day. This is where I believe my faith began to blossom. Fast forward to the fall semester of my freshman year, and I'm going to my very first happening, an experience run by youth for youth that is truly unlike any other. 
like a Christian euphoria of happiness and community, I really found my home at Camp Trinity that fall. I found back in the letters to my future self, which is something we all participate in doing at Happening, that allegedly the first Happening was the closest I had ever felt to God thus far. And we were just having fun most of the time. We weren't on some silent, rigid, hardcore religious sabbatical. We were just a Happening. This is where my faith began to really take form. I made connections with people my age I would have never expected to, and this is the first place I got open to anyone about my faith that wasn't my mom or Cookie Cantwell. It was my good friend Walter Marr following both of our candidate years that fall. Walter and I started to go to Bible studies on Wednesday every single week. Everyone from Happening started to come back too. It was like one big happy family brought together through this special experience in youth leaders like Cookie, Jane, and Jenny Woodruff. This continued flawlessly until March of my freshman year, which is 2020. COVID hit and the world seemed to shut down. That included our weekly PCJ Bible study. However, we were lucky enough to have adults in this church who cared enough about keeping us connected, so we continued to meet every Wednesday at 7 a.m. on Zoom. So every Wednesday, 10 to 15 of us would pop up on Zoom and continue like it was normal. In addition to this Bible study, Cookie planned for us to meet at Lebanon Chapel that Good Friday, too. We met, about eight of us, six feet apart, on the front lawn of Lebanon Chapel. That's what St. James did for me during that time. It gave me an outlet to stay connected, despite the horrible circumstances our world was in. As life began to go back to normal, Cookie and I spoke about what we could envision in the works of possibly bringing back happening. With all the seniors and juniors that were supposed to lead happening after covid we're gone and in college, we really had to adapt. Cookie and I had a long talk, and she said that she trusted me enough to lead our very first happening despite no real experience or training. She trusted me. She told me I was the one who God chose to lead us back to normality. And I did. I served as rector of Happening 76 because Cookie made me aware of my ability to do so. We went back to Happening, and it was more special than the last. Like a big old family reunion, everyone was coming back together to relive that experience. Though this time I wasn't watching from the sidelines and experiencing it, I was leading it. Cookie and this youth program allowed me to play to my strengths and lead these candidates through happening for their first time. It was incredible. With this newfound confidence in my leadership, I, invented, I invited friends into this community and we grew our happening family even more. Now, as I look back on everything St. James has given to me, I'm more appreciative than ever. I have a rector in Philip that truly believes in the power of the youth. I have a youth leader in Cookie Cantwell that is giving me more support and opportunity than I could have ever asked for. And I have a youth group community that I'm confident to call family. God bless St. James, and here's to the future.